Thanks for checking out our latest Music Frenzy podcast. This is John. And man, this is such a cool episode I have featuring our latest interview with drummer Carmine Apiece. I mean, Carmine's had a career spanning over 50 years. He, of course, came up as a member of the influential 60s band Vanilla Fudge and spent years in the 70s and 80s as a member of Rod Stewart's band. But he's done so much more than that and played with so many big-time musicians and the focus of this interview is his re-released epic album, Guitar Zeus. Guitar Zeus was initially released in the 90s as two separate albums, but this re-release is one epic package, and it also features songs that were never released before. So many amazing guitarists are on this record, including Zach Wilde, Warren Demartini, Paul Gilbert, uh, Ted Nugent, Bumblefoot, Richie Sambora, and Queen's Brian May. In our interview, we discuss the song Nobody Knew, which features Brian May, and also we dive back a bit and discuss Carmine's work on Pink Floyd's Momentary Lapse of Reason, and we also uh, touch on Led Zeppelin's first U.S. tour, which was supporting Vanilla Fudge, so this interview is really cool. It's got a lot of cool stuff in it. You can pick up Guitar Zeus on Carmine's website, carmineapiece.net, and he has signed items up on merchnow.com. You can find us at musicfrenzy.net. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at musicfrenzy underscore net. And we're up on Facebook at musicfrenzy.net. And with that, here's my interview with Carmine Peace. Enjoy. Obviously, we're going to talk about the latest video that was released from Guitar Zeus, the song uh, Nobody Knew with Brian May. How did you okay. and Brian get to know each other, Carmine? Well, I, I met Brian back in the day when I was with Rod Stewart. You know, we... We did shows together, uh, you know, like festivals, and then, then we, we were recording in L.A. Uh, at the record plant, so was the Queen, and we got to know them very well. I got to know Roger and Brian really well. And I've, I've been to some of those parties that, that you see uh, in the movie, you know, Freddy's parties. We've been to some of those. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> Legendary. Yeah, you know, we've just been friends. And then after Fred, when Freddie died, I ended up doing a clinic with Brian at the, in Rochester at the House of Guitars. And uh, at the time, I had the idea to do this Guitar Zeus record. I asked him if he would play on it, and he said he would. And uh, his name was Ted Nugent. I ran into Ted Nugent while I was working on the record deal, and he said he would play on it also. So when I finally got the record deal, they were the first two guys I called. You know, thinking that, you know, Brian was such a great player and Queen was big and Nugent was a great player and he was big. You know, I thought it would be, um, like, those two guys would be drawing cards as well as the guys from King's X. Sure. I got a commitment from them also. Doug's and amazing, man. Yeah. And so is Kai. Kai's an incredible yeah. Car, guitarist. So, yeah, yeah. So I basically got those four people on there first, you know, and... Uh, and that was it. And once I got them on, uh, I started a chain reaction of uh, other guitar players heard about it and, uh, and and either called me or their roadies called me. And then I called my friends like Nick Bars and Ingray uh, heard about it, wanted me to wanted to play on it. And I went down to Miami, got him. But at the same time, he was in the studio. I played on one of his tracks as a favor. So we, cool. we returned favors. And, 
And then Brian uh, loved the track. I gave him a choice of tracks, and he loved this track. And pretty much that was it. You know, and I sent him the tape, and he he did it. To some people I sent tapes to. Some people I I went to get them, like Ted Nugent and guys from King's X and Ingve. Uh Brian was in England, so it was too far of a trip to go. And uh, and then some people we did in in the studio in L.A. And some people did it in their home studios that uh, in L.A. Like Paul Gilbert had an ADAT studio. He did his on an ADAT. Oh wow! Now, nice. Yeah, so it was quite an undertaking. The hardest part was getting the deal. It took me two years. And then um, I never really released it here in America. I released it in, in Europe and, and Japan, and it did really well. You know, volume one and volume two did very well in, in the, you know, out of the country. And then I tried in 2005 to release it here, and when I released it, the, the label went out of business straight away, so nothing happened. And then um, I tried again in 2009, this time Fuel Records called it um, Conquering Heroes, not Guitar Zeus, you know, so it was never really out of Guitar Zeus. Yeah. And that, that, nothing happened there, so I went to, um, I was going to get a catalog deal, and then the guy I'm working with uh, told me, don't give away the digital rights, because that's going to be more important than anything. So when I didn't want to give away the digital rights and the, and the catalog deal, Nobody wanted to take guitars, so I put it out on my own label. You know, it's actually doing well on my own label. That's awesome, man. And the video for Nobody Knew is, is so cool. I, I like how it's, uh, like, animated. And the lyrics that Kelly came up with are intense. I mean... Kelly's an amazing... Like, Kelly's like a genius. It really is. The vocals I mean, are incredible. All the lyrics, wrote all the lyrics on the whole record. And, and he's really uh, one of these guys that he's... He's such a genius. He's like, you know, very. It's very hard to live a normal life. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah. He's like, uh, he's, he's he's in his own world all the time. <laughs> and you know, when we did this album, I had to put him, had to put him in a, a hotel with a four track, and I'd have to go over there every day. You know, from uh, from like twelve to eight o'clock at night, and work on songs with him. That work on all the music and melodies, and and then leave them there to to make a demo on the four track, you know. And yeah. once we did the demo, uh, he did, you know, he I come back the next day at noon, and he'd have the demo. He 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 up, he'd stay up half the night doing it, you know. And uh, and that was it. You know, it was amazing. And he's amazing talent. I mean, I tried to get him to do this. On, on the video, so we you know we got it all together and we, we started getting everybody on it. But the, with the video, you know, I, I did two other videos before this. I did the one first one was a thing called Mother Space, which was a brand new track, it was never released on any of the albums. Uh, I have a, like five new tracks on the on the record, but this one was never even finished. Yeah, with Bumblefoot, right? Finished, yeah, I just never released it. Yeah, so the one with Bumblefoot, yeah. I never released and never finished it. So we finished it with Bumblefoot and my friend Stevie D. And uh, with that, we uh, said, well, let's do the first lyric video with that song. And then the second song was the one with uh, Ingve and Doug Pinnock. Yep. You know, so that was good. And and then I said, well, well, we do this third one. The second one had a little bit of me playing drums in it. And then the... 
the third one, I said, you know, because I had done a, a video with a group called Kodiak, uh, which I co-manage and produce. Okay. And we used the same kind of animation mixed with live footage. Yeah, it's sharp, yeah. Right, so when we did this one, I said, you know, let's let's do the same thing. Let's do the animation. Then I, I said, you know, I'm just going to play drums to it, you know. So I filmed myself doing the track. Then I called Tony. I said, do me a favor. Can you play the track? You film yourself playing the track. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to call Brian. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. email Brian to he'll play on it. So Brian said, yeah, he'd love to, but he could. He didn't have time. He was on the road with Queen. Right, right. You know, so, so we're... So uh, my editor and myself, we went to one of the shows, and they, we videoed off his video screen, you know? Oh, on the wow. Big, on the big video screen. Yeah. So we had, so we actually had Brian video, so we put him in that video with him playing, you know, on Queen, but then he said, hey, you know what? Uh, I sent it to him, I said, oh, yeah, I want to get his okay, you know, because he's featured on the record. Sure, sure. So what I did, he said, oh, man, it's this. I love the video, I love the concept, but, you know, it doesn't look like I'm playing it, you know, it just looks that horrible. So, let me, give me a week or so, let me, let me put some stuff down and I'll send it to you. I said, great. So about a week later, he sent me five, uh, five videos of him playing the song. <laughs> and then again, I tried to get Kelly to, to just stand in front of a mic or just stand in front of a video camera and sing the song, you know, if I could use him singing the lyrics. And that's what I'm talking about, Kelly. You, you can't get life together. <laughs> so when he when he, he didn't do it, I said, "Well, yeah, you know, I, I want to have somebody, something singing the song." For the vocals, sure. I came up with the idea. I I said, "You know, let me just get a friend of mine to, to sing the song." I sent him the lyrics, and I'll just use his lips, right? Yeah. And, and we'll just it use works. The lips, and it looks like the lips. Are out it's yeah. very cool, man. Absolutely. And, you know, what I dig about it is that, you know, Brian's a freaking PhD. I mean, and I think that the lyrics are perfect for a song that features him on guitar, you know? That's why he picked that song. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He's always been into astrophysics, and, you know, he gave me a copy of his book, the Bang Book, autographed to me years ago when it came out. And, you know, he's been a doctor of astrophysics for ages, and and even back before he was a doctor, he always loved all that stuff, and saving the earth and everything. And, this, and these lyrics, are, you know, they were written in 1995. Wow. You know, like futuristic lyrics, you know. And now they've become, you know, now. Oh, it's it's relevant, you know? sure. Nobody knew who's running the White House is painted all black now. I mean... That's been going on for, for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love the opportunity to speak to Brian one day, but he's so intelligent. He seems like he'd be intimidating, you know? No, no he's very, very cool, actually. Uh, we used him in one of the press releases. I had a radio friend of mine. When, when we were getting released in 2005, Brian did an interview with him. And we recorded it, and he sent it to me, and, and I had it. And, and uh, you know, I asked Brian if he would do some press for this uh, and he said, dude, you know, like, I hate doing press. And he said, I did enough. I had enough. He said, I, I took the time out you know, on tour to do this, and now I need to do the stuff I was going to do on tour. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to bow out and do the press. I said, no problem, bro. I mean, you did so much already. I appreciate it. I, yeah. I still owe you. I owe you for this, and I owe you for doing the track. 
So do a record already so I can play with you and repay the favor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Every time I speak with you, Carmine, I dive deeper into your career, and I always find out something new. This time, I didn't realize that you played on the track Dogs of War from Pink Floyd on Momentary Lapse of Reason. Yeah. I never knew that, man. That's you know, right. How'd that come about? Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I just, uh, you know, in the days in the 80s when I had answer machines, I took my answer machine on and said, he said, uh, Carmine, this is Bob Edgerton, I'm doing an album, and uh, there's a track that you're screaming for Carmine drum fills. I said, really? So I called him up. I said, hey, Bob, Carmine, blah, blah, blah. I said, who's the band? He said, Pink Floyd. I said, Pink Floyd. <laughs> I said, what happened to Nick? You know? Yeah. He said, oh, Nick, he's got his calluses are soft, and... And he's, he's been racing his Ferrari, he hasn't been playing. And, and, you know, we were thinking we want some new blood in there, so they had Jim Kelton play on it, too. He said, but this track is just screaming. The screaming, Carmine Jonesville. So I said, okay. So we got my roadie, we went down there, I did the session at A&M Studios, and it was, like, unbelievable. I, I, I filled up, like, 30 minutes of... Uh, 24-track tapes on, like, four or five tapes. Wow. And then he put it all together. And I kept asking him, what's happening? How's it sound? He said, in one word, awesome. And then, like, two weeks later, I said, well, how are we doing? Is it done yet? Yeah, one word, amazing. You know, he kept doing it. <laughs> so when, then finally, I was in Canada, in, uh, in Ontario, uh, Ottawa, actually, I think it was. I was filming a movie called Black Roses. Okay. And I played on the soundtrack, and I asked him to be in the movie. Yeah. So, in being in the movie... Uh, you know, in Canada, of course, you know, they have the malls underneath the, the, the street, you know, so it's really cool. Sure, sure. So I'm in the hotel, and then I hear on MTV or something that they just released that album. I said, oh, man, I never even got to hear it. So I went downstairs, and I bought a cassette of the album, and I played it on my Walkman for the first time. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was blown away. I said, oh, man, this, this is kick really It's such kick a great song, you know? man. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so, so it was quite an experience. And, uh, you know, we met Pink Floyd back in the day with Vanilla Fudge. Yeah. We did gigs with him back, back in England in 1967. i got to pick myself a copy up of your uh, of your book that you released, because I'm sure there's so much information that I, I'm just not oh, familiar yeah, with, yeah. you know. I mean, you know, knowing... Yeah. So no if you want, you know, if you want to get it off my website, because okay. I'll, I'll autograph it to you. Oh, excellent. I'll autograph it to you as well. I will. You know, but knowing that Vanilla Fudge was signed by Ahmet Erdogan, I mean, it's no surprise that Zeppelin's first U.S. tour was opening for Vanilla Fudge. Well, yeah, well, that was because we had the same attorney. Yeah. And uh, our manager was also a concert promoter uh, who worked with Peter Grand. And, you know, we worked with uh, Peter Grand, and, and Jeff Beck was uh, also the same attorney. So, you know, all that stuff tied in. And, and they asked us, that, and we knew Jimmy Page, just we'd done gigs at the Yardbirds, and uh, Jimmy Page said, uh, you know, you'd like to tour with us, and, and we got the uh, Led Zeppelin out before anybody, we listened to it, we were blown away. We said, wow, this is a great record. Yeah. So, we took them on the first tour, and actually the first gig they did, December 26, 1968, was before the album was out, yeah. and we did it in, in Denver, and I found this out in 2006, but Barry say the promoter did not want him, them on the show because it was already sold out. And uh, we ended up paying half their fee to get him on the show, which was $1,500 worth their fee. 
Wow. We paid them. We paid them seven hundred fifty dollars that night. You know? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I mean, we yeah, paid sure, yeah, right. And they never paid us back. <laughs> <laughs> so now the next rubber plant now album, he, now he owes you something. <laughs> you got to tell Plant that in his next solo album, you got to play drums, man. <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, so it's. Uh, it, 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 when John Bonham passed away, there was rumors of that. I was playing with Rod that I was supposed to join Led Zeppelin, and Rod heard about it and said, it's this stuff in my book. And he said, well, are you joining Led Zeppelin? And I said, not that I know of that. I know there's rumors. He goes, yeah, there's also rumors that this is my last tour, so let's keep the rumors going so maybe we'll sell out. Yeah. Said, okay. <laughs> so we kept the rumors going. I had my own publicist at the time, and I was managed by uh, a coin management, Kisses manager, and they yeah, they were master of publicity. You know, sure. And, uh, you know, so we sold that out. But then Robin Platt said, I don't want to continue without John, you know. Yeah, and then the and rest I, is I history. I confirmed that in 2004. I met Robin. And I said, look, if you guys ever do a tour and you need, you know, John and Jason can't do it, call me. And he said, I'll never do a Zeppelin tour. He said, I can't sing like that no more. He said, I don't need the money. You know, he said, I want to have a career like you. He said to me. Where you play with all these different bands. He said, I'm sick of that. Definitely. He's said, gone on wow. to do so much different I stuff. Said, I said, yeah, Robert, that's cool. You know, but look at your bank account. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Said, no, I'll never do that. I, I was 18 years old when I did that first album. You know, and, you know, the second album, I was like 19. You know, I can't sing like that no more. I know. That was 2004, and so far he's lived up to his Yeah, yeah, it's been true. Well, are there any plans for any other songs off of Guitar Zeus that'll have videos released for him? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it. You know, all the money that is being made with the album, I'm putting back into it. Good. For me, it's not about, I made a lot of money from this record back in the day. You know, we sold uh, 150, 200,000 units around the world, and I got big advances in publishing and all that. So now I'm in it for the creativity of this album, because you know, I think it's one of the, some of the best stuff I've ever done. With all, with all the great guitar players, some of the great, great songwriting, great uh, drum parts, I mean, some of the greatest drum parts I've ever done, really kick-ass drum sounds, great production, you know, the song I did with Pat Travis, the thing I'm sexy with, we did that over. I mean, that is a kick-ass version of sexy. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, so I'm just going to keep putting in money to promote it, putting in, uh, you know, I don't know which one. I might do the song Perfect Day, you know, only because it's a great song. As Warren Martini. Well, it's got Warren Martini on it, too, so yeah, yeah. But it's a great, great song, you know. I like uh, Code 19 with Zach Wilde. Uh, uh, amazing. Oh, yeah, that amazing. Word, uh, Code 19. <laughs> Crazy one. Yeah. <laughs> That could be what, I don't even know what Code 19 means. <laughs> I guess Kelly, he says, I don't know. It's like the Beatles, you know, when the Beatles do songs and they, yeah. they say lyrics that you don't even know what they're talking it, about. You know? That's part of the intrigue, you so, know? Yeah, yeah. So the lyrics on the album is just phenomenal. Now, Kelly did a fantastic job, man. Uh, Guitar Zeus is available on, on all Digimedia sites, and I guess uh, fans could pick the album up. You go to MerchNow, MerchNow.com has the LP's autograph. And the CD is autographed. I'm soon going to have Katarzy's uh, T-shirts, so we can do like a package, a package like a CD. Oh, and very cool! Check them out, you know, and uh, maybe you know, do a, a, a pair of drumsticks, you know, with it or a photo or something, you know. 
that's what I'm saying. We're just going to keep marketing, keep keep doing the digital advertising, and uh, just keep it going. You know. Well, people can pick it up again on Merch Now or on CarmineAppeace.net. And Carmine, uh, I love the album, and I appreciate your time today, man. Yeah, again, if you want the book, just go to CarmineAppeace.com or .net. Get order it from there, and I will send it out autographed to you. I'm going to do okay? that, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. All right, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.